Welcome to the Ozone. Hello and welcome to the Ozone. I'm your host, Jeff Hazard, Assistant Director of Athletics and Sports Information Director here at the college. And we have a very special in-studio guest today as 2021 Hall of Fame inductee Bart Ingersoll joins us. Welcome to the show, Bart. Thank you. Well, Thank you for having me. Well, on behalf of the, I know, really, we haven't been able to really get face-to-face -face much with, the, uh, you know, with what's going on yeah. with the COVID and everything, so I'm really glad that you're here today. Um, but on behalf of the Hall of Fame committee, we'd like to welcome you to the Athletics Hall of Fame. Well, thank you. How, uh, how does that feel? Uh, feels great. Uh, it's a recognition of, of accomplishments and, and uh, time and effort, and, and uh, it just feels really good, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. So uh, when we talk about time, uh, certainly you started here at the college back in two, uh, 1992. Yes. Uh, as our university police uh, chief. Correct. And uh, so why don't you take us through maybe some of how you maybe got to here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was basically uh, around the year 2001 when the decision was made to split athletics from the academic side to the student affairs side. And uh, I remember being called in Steve Perry's office and saying, uh, I got a proposition for you. Uh, how would you like to be uh, uh, an assistant vice president and oversee athletics? And I said, why am I chosen? <laughs> I've got a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, well, when I look at my staff, having, having been a uh, college football player, college athletics, that in uh, your desire, my desire for all the uh, activities and I had been attending them since I came since 1992 right. and then gotten onto various committees for the athletic department. They felt that I had the, the best knowledge and uh, I said well give me a night to think about it. I thought about it the next day I came in and I said yes and he says well I'll get with Dr. Donovan and let you know that you're going to do it. Yeah. So that's how I got to be over to athletics yeah. uh, is basically a those string of events that occurred. Right. Um, so you talked about that you were a college athlete yourself. Uh, you went to Ithaca. Ithaca and, College. And uh, you played uh, football. I played football. On, back in the uh, old days, yeah. we could get scholarships <laughs> for playing football, and I had a scholarship to play football. Uh, I decided on Ithaca College because it was close to my hometown of Horseheads, New York. Okay. So uh, I went there, and I played for Jim Butterfield, who uh, as who is a Hall of Fame coach himself uh, nationally yep. and a three-time, uh, four-time national champion wow. in three different decades. So, wow. and I did get the opportunity to coach with him too for a year. Uh, after I graduated, I, I coached uh, college football. So. Wow. That was and, exciting. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, when you get an opportunity to play at that level and play for someone who is at the highest level of coaching. Uh, certainly there must have been a lot of lessons and things that you learned from him that maybe you took with you. Uh, talk about some of those. Well, one of the things was, was that he always emphasized uh, um, was that the team should make the rules. And you found out quickly who the leaders were and who okay. weren't the leaders. But he was a very, uh, he emphasized family and teamwork. Okay. Uh, you have a role, this is your role, 
whether you're starting or whether you're a sub or you're on the bench, you have a role. And the people on the bench is to cheer everybody on. And when we were winning games, when we had a chance to get the people who were sitting on the bench in, it was our role to cheer them on. So you always, you always had that philosophy. Uh, and, and he had a great uh, memory about plays and knowing people. And uh, when my wife and I lost our first child, uh, and I had been away from the college for five years, I got a personal letter from him and a phone call. So wow. one of the things I w learned was is you've got to take care of the people that are taking care of you yeah. and the teamwork to it. And certainly that would, um, so then you found your way into uh, law enforcement. Was that something that you always thought you were going to be doing? Um, I had uh, wanted to go with the FBI and you have to be 25 years old to go with the FBI. Uh, in the meantime, I was freshly married and I needed a job, so I went to the Cornell University Police okay. and, uh, for four years and then applied to the FBI, uh, passed my physical agilities, passed everything to the point of where I needed a hearing exam. Uh. And when I went for the hearing exam, uh, at that point in the late uh, 78, 79, uh, they had changed the hearing requirements. Uh. And in the hearing requirements, they made it so that people coming from Vietnam who had shot guns and had hearing loss, and I always shot guns, I hunted and, and fished, so I had that hearing loss and there was nothing I could do about it. And I was ranked number three at that time in the nation to be hired wow. by the FBI. Wow. But that was my lifelong dream was to be yeah. FBI. Okay. Um, so you, uh, you stayed at Cornell University for quite a few years in their university uh, police department. And uh, what, what kind of an experience was that for you? Uh, there again, I progressed through the ranks and, and, and the dedication of how people worked together and worked as teams there as well. Uh, and I, uh, during it, I had some scary moments. And, in uh, a double homicide where I actually had to physically wrestle with a guy to get the gun out from him who's doing two terms at 25 to life at Attica. Wow. But that is a memory I, I can't shake. Right, right, I'm sure. I'm so, sure. No one really can understand that unless you're in the moment and yeah. doing what you do. Yeah. And, and certainly, you know, for all of us, even there and what you did for Oneonta, you know, we want to thank you for your service as well oh, as a police uh, thank officer. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, Cornell University. Now, I, I think one of the stories you told us at one time, your name, Barton? Yes. Is that associated somewhere with Cornell? Yes, it is. Uh, can you give us a little story on that? Yes. Um, my mother would, uh, when she was young, would ride with my grandfather and help make deliveries in his truck, and uh, he always stopped at Barton Hall. Oh, and my mother loved Barton for some reason, and that's why I got the name Barton. Yeah, see that? So there was even a connection, and you're, you worked there, which is even, you know, you know, even more ironic or whatever. It's just more fun, I guess. You know, you can yeah. say, hey, that building, you know, that's my name. Yeah, that's um, right. So that's pretty cool. So, uh, so in 1992, you came to Oneana. Uh, we were just kind of uh, Dr. Donovan, Dr. Donovan uh, was right. uh, just, did he just start at that time? No, he had been here a couple of years. Okay. Uh, I came uh, in 92, 
from Cornell. Okay. Uh, Fran Daly and Ed Griesmer okay. uh, pursued me. Uh, and I was home with pneumonia, and they said, well, don't make any decisions while you're sick. Let's meet and have lunch when you can. Yeah, yeah. And we met, and uh, I really liked uh, Fran Daly and, and Ed Griesmer and Dr. Donovan when I met him, and I, yeah. I thought it would be a good place to come. Yeah, three of the most, uh, I would say, most likable people that have ever been on this campus. I mean, I, you know, I've only been here myself, well, I guess 20 years now, over 20 years, but I didn't have an opportunity to meet those. I mean, I did Dr. Donovan, but not the other two gentlemen. Sure. But mm. everything I hear from the, from the other two, Ed and, uh, you know, Fran, uh, everyone loved them, and they, you know, they were really uh, student-centered uh, with the jobs that they did. Absolutely, and yeah. and that's something at Cornell where we were close to 80 people. Uh, this became more of an opportunity to be get into the community of the college itself, right. and it was more of a family-type atmosphere and, and support of that way here, right. and it was centered at student success. Right. Now, uh, and I think uh, the major reason, you know, when we talk about Dr. Donovan, it seems like the whole campus climate began to change uh, from his leadership role. Um, why don't you talk about maybe your relationship with Dr. Donovan, because again, he's still, he's still around town, you still see him around, and, and he's doing, doing great. Uh, Dr. Donovan, I can remember I was, uh, had a meeting and I was walking out, and he happened to be at the front steps of Netzer, and he started walking back to the office with me. And he says, what do you think? What do you need to do? And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I got to be here at least a year before I make decisions on direction and, right. and what we can do. Right. So, uh, and what's interesting is, is that after uh, Dr. Perry had told Dr. Donovan that I, I was going to take the position, I remember we took another similar walk with a similar question. And my response was similar. Oh, good. We'll wait, we'll wait a year. Right. So. And, uh, and that's really, um, you know, great leaders, you know, they'll hire good people and they'll kind of let them assess uh, and try and do what's best for, you know, what they think uh, goes on. And I think that Dr. Donovan uh, did that for this campus for more than, well, close to 20 years or whatever. And I think that's what people really admire the most is that he let the good people do their jobs, and, and, and so I think it just benefited the entire campus. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, so now you're, um, you know, now you're Associate Vice President for Student Development, working with Dr. Perry. Um, talk a little bit about that relationship, because, you know, Dr. Perry is in our Hall of Fame as well okay. for all the things that he did, uh, you right. know, in around athletics. Uh, Steve was very supportive in everything that you would do. Uh, and he stood behind you, and he didn't let you face the the issues by yourself, okay. uh, such as the arming issue, and, yep. and such as when we went from D1 soccer to D3 soccer. Yep. Uh, he stood behind you when you presented all the facts as you as I had researched everything right. and given it to him, and and then we had the meeting with Dr. Donovan and. And uh, he stood behind me and, and, and supported me. Right, so right. It, uh, it was that way. He was uh, well, a very personal friend as right. well on the side. Right. Um, so I guess maybe can you point, you know, I'm going to take into your consideration here, you know, as the police officer side and also on the athletic side. 
Are there maybe two or three things that you can point to that maybe you're most proud of that you implemented here and, and were part of? Uh, yeah, the yeah. yeah, bad English, but yes. <laughs> uh, with, with the police side, I think that uh, arming and becoming a well-trained uh, police department and bringing the academy here, the yeah. police academy, and also being one of the first five of the SUNY system to be an accredited police agency. Wow. Uh, I think those things are, are very uh, prominent in the police side. Yeah. On the athletic side, uh, I think the things I'm proud of most is probably the decision of going from D1 soccer to D3, uh, right. where we gave the, the, uh, the students uh, success. Yes. Uh, knowing that they didn't, when they took the field, they had less than a 50% chance of, of winning a game. Right, right. Um, and of course, that, you know, we refer to our men's soccer program uh, when they became Division Three in 2007. And then we obviously, since then, we've, I mean, we've had such a run here in the last decade where multiple NCAA tournaments and conference championships. And uh, certainly, I think that at the time, I think there might have been some people that might have been shaking their heads a little bit because of that whole prominence of D1, you know, obviously hard work across the street. They, hang, they hung on a little longer than we did, uh, and I think it actually affected them more uh, because right away when we went into Division Three, it was like we were, we were already competitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think what, we went to three Final Fours there in five-year span, uh, which hadn't happened ever in the history of our college um, or whatever. And of course, we won the national championship in women's soccer Tucker. in 2003 and hosted right. it on our campus. What kind oh, of an exciting. experience was that? I know, tell oh, me, that was talk an exciting about time. that experience. Um, I had a, a close personal relationship with the team, yeah. with the coaches, and it was just great to see uh, the, the success and the, the, the tears, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tears of joy. Yeah. Um, some of the names of the players, I mean, certainly, you know, some that you really uh, point to that you really... Sonata, and you yeah. got Laura McCone. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Vaughn was on that one, too. Well, uh, Rose was, her Rose, sister. Her yep, sister Mary's gonna, yep, she's another inductee this right. year. But Mary came in as a freshman the year after and kind of bridged us to that next... next you know, we had another three or four years after that going to, you know, pretty far right. in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, there's... Uh, you know, quite a quite a team, and I do know that uh, during that week we hosted during Thanksgiving break. Yes, we where did. There were no students on campus. There was no dining halls or anything like that. What kind of uh, accommodations, and how did we get organized for that? Um, how to get organized? We we really uh, made a schedule where the students would eat at a a home. Uh, one night was Dr. Perry's, and we oh, okay. were up there. Uh, also, the uh, going and making breakfast for them was a lot of fun. I mean, I got I got a big charge out of that yeah. to, to to see how they they reacted to that type of uh, setting. Um, so that those are the things, and of course, the success of, of Tracy Ranieri, right. uh, and and also hiring her was a on the athletic side, a, right. a major accomplishment. Right. So, so it's those, and, and just remembering kids like Musso. Right. I mean, right. oh yeah, yeah, uh, Musso, uh, Adrian. Yep, she's now, she got her doctorate. She's working at um, uh, 
Temple University. Yeah, incredible stuff. Oh, she was she was a terrific athlete, and I got to watch uh, the current uh, women's soccer coach play softball, basketball, and yep. soccer. And yep. she is about the uh, the purest uh, athlete I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we talk about that's Liz McGrail, uh, three-sport athlete, right. also a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, just an incredible. I mean, at that time I was still young here, but I was able to witness a lot of them play and obviously the 2003 championship team you know soccer was just yeah. a special time well, it was a special time I, I went to Houston yeah. to Houston twice uh, with the men's soccer yeah and then uh, my wife and I uh, uh, chaperoned a, a trip with the girls to Hawaii so wow. we women yeah. to, to <laughs> Hawaii uh, so that that was a great to have athletics brought me closer to a lot more students yeah Police helped me get rid of yeah. some. <laughs> Your interactions were different. You, you, you were closer to the students on both sides, but one of them you would rather, hopefully they wouldn't be so be close, close, but right. yeah, which is unfortunate, but it has to. But again, uh, the police officers that you had at that time, I mean, they were around campus. I think everybody knew who they were, and I think that helps, and again, with your leadership, I think making it like a family atmosphere where I think students would tend to be a little less intimidated by a police officer who actually is talking to them and trying to help them as opposed to just always being that bad guy, you know, and have to be the heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and probably my, my last thing that I was is the establishment of the scholarship in my name uh, here. Okay. So that those things to assist and help students succeed right. We're beyond here. What I'm, here. what I'm very proud of. Yeah, no, and, and certainly those are just great things. Um, any other memories uh, from campus or some of the people uh, that certainly, you know, that you were involved with? Because you were involved with a lot of people on both sides of the house, right. so to speak. Uh, Tom Rathbone was, of Tom course, Rathbone, a, yeah. a great supporter uh, in athletics and a great supporter of the police. Uh, and then there was uh, Dr. Hartmark was a, uh, yep, Leif, yep. a, a very uh, supportive of everything we did. Right. So it was it was the support from above us, with us, my colleagues at Student Development, which was a big division of yep. fourteen or fifteen uh, units, yes. and uh, they were also very supportive. and And that's what made for I think for our success, success during those years. And our focus was on the students. Yeah. And, and that was the great part. Right. And this campus has always prided itself on student-centered learning and success and all the programming that we continue to develop. I mean, every, you know, in today's, when we're going through this tough COVID situation or whatever, you know, certainly they're now paying attention to, you know, the mental health issues and, and things that are associated with trying to get students to find help where they, you know, where they need it. So I think that all comes into play with all the things that you did while you were, you know, the chief of police here and still carried on, you know, yeah. uh, which is awesome. Um, so is there anybody you'd like to thank? Yes, I'd, I'd like to thank Dr. Donovan, <laughs> one, uh, Fran Daly and Ed Griesmer, and then the, the second half of my, uh, my interim here, my colleagues, Gene uh, 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 Miller and, and yep, Gene. Uh, yeah, great I, people. Yeah, and, and of course that was, our, our leader was Steve Perry. Yeah. So, and, and he, he 
formulated a lot of 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 our leadership abilities. Right. And he he like Dr. Donovan knew how to put the right person in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, yeah, and that's important. Um, well, uh, certainly we're kind of a little bit at the end here, and I started something with our podcast last year just to kind of have a little fun at the end. So I want to ask you five questions. You're just going to kind of give me the little simple quick answers, and we'll have some fun. Jeff, I got to remember, I'm an old man. <laughs> I don't think fast. <laughs> um, these are easy questions. Uh, so what's your favorite meal? Spaghetti. Oh, there it is. See that? What's your favorite movie? Uh, it's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful life, life yep. with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, what's your favorite genre of music? Wow, I have several. Seventies and country. Wow, seventies <laughs> and country. Okay. Um, who's your favorite athlete all time? Professional, college. Whoa, uh, professional athlete. Oh, uh, boy. I think it would have to be Jim Kelly with the Buffalo Bills. Wow, Jim Kelly. Good. Uh, what a man he is. Yep, yeah, great choice. Uh, place you would most like to visit, even though I know you've been quite a few places, I'm sure, in your life, but the place you would most like to visit you, that you have Australia. Been to. Australia. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Bart, again, congratulations, incredible. You did so much for athletics. You did so much for this campus, and it's only fitting that now you get an opportunity to be inducted into our Athletic Hall of Fame. So I just want to say thank you again. Well, thank you, and thank you, Tracy Ranieri, and everybody that made this possible. Yeah, well, congratulations. Well, and that uh, kind of wraps that up for our first of many. We are going to be doing every Hall of Famer. Uh, and we're glad that you joined us today for uh, listen to Dr. Bart Ingersoll talk about his experiences here as a new inductee into our Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, just a reminder that you can download our podcast from our website where you can listen to it on any of your smart devices. And it's also available on YouTube. And we certainly want to thank you for joining us today. Come back soon. And we'll see you next time on the Ozone.